We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome along to the best basketball show on Rotoviz Radio. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host here for the series. It is Zach Kruger. You can follow on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. We'll be running through pretty much uh, everything that you need for your best ball season. Let the listeners know we're going to be running it for basically two shows a week, each Saturday and Monday, throughout uh, the next month or two at least. We're hoping to hit you with between kind of 14 and 15 of these shows to get you set up for success. On this edition of the show, we're going to cover Elite Tight End, and uh, it's a very popular strategy across pretty much all formats when we talk about it here at Rotoviz, but in terms of best ball, it can be a real, um, real kind of win rate uh, booster in terms of what it makes your teams look like uh, from a historical rate one of the things i guess that we'll say on it is like particularly if we're talking about the ffpc and it's a tight end premium format uh, we'll be diving into that in a moment it is going to be more of a boost in that format if you're playing on uh, one of the sites that we've mentioned previously like an underdog or or liking uh, a best ball tens uh, it's going to be a case where this may not be as profitable, but still, still really going to be an interesting strategy to, to wrap your uh, mind around just in case it isn't something that you have thought of yet. So, Zach, putting you on the hot seat again, what is Elite Tight End from a build perspective? Uh, I, I think it seems self-explanatory, but again, this is probably us being in that bubble where we think everything is self-explanatory when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, what, what exactly is an Elite Tight End build? Sure, so... Uh, t- elite tight end build, the way I generally understand it and describe it as, is really when you're going into your draft, you're probably aiming to get what I consider to be one of the three tight elite tight ends uh, on the board on your team before you know usually the second or third round is over. Uh, in FFPC leagues, these tight ends are usually going. Uh, they're probably gone before the middle of the second round. I think we can probably agree that those elite three tight ends right now are Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Darren Waller. Uh, so when I'm going into a build, if I'm debating doing an elite tight end strategy, which again, 
can be beneficial because we're talking about FFPC leagues with their tight end premium scoring. If I'm looking to go that route, I will try to get one of those tight ends off the board early just so I can feel a little bit safer about what I have at the position and possibly even not have to invest as much in the tight end position uh, as I would if I was maybe taking a tight end in the fifth or sixth round as my tight end one. Getting that elite tight end early definitely, I think, is kind of a way to just add a little bit of security to your roster as you look to add the additional positions around that um, player. Is that is that kind of how you'd be describing? Are we on the same page here? Yeah, we're definitely on the, the same page. And I, I already mentioned the difference in the FFPC with the tight end premium versus, uh, you know, some of the, the other sites. But in the tight end premium formats, it is a major boost. You know, if we look at pretty much you know if you give 1.5 points per reception for the tight ends we look at how that did in 2020 there's six tight ends that finished in the top 50 among wide receivers running backs and tight ends in the ffpc compared to just a standard ppr format which was just kelsey and waller and so that is giving you a, a big big boost and when we're talking about you know if you draft these guys in the first two rounds a lot of people not familiar with uh, tight end premium formats or not familiar with how that's going to affect your possibility of winning in those formats might think that that doesn't make any sense to be taking tight ends in those positions but when you're doing it from a perspective of tight end premium it really does boost that that's adding four additional tight ends to the top 50 if we're looking through those three combined positions that is a major difference uh, kelsey moved from the second highest scoring player in tight end premium formats down to seventh overall in full ppr so he's dropping down five spots based on that 0.5 extra point ppr uh, and then darren waller moved from the sixth highest scoring player down to 10th so still scoring extremely well even if you're taking you know uh, darren waller at the back end of that first round still gonna be in a place of value and similar for kelsey if it's none uh, tight end premium but in tight end premium it's going to boost those guys up a lot so uh, i do really and i mentioned it already the caveat it is more beneficial when we're in uh, tight end premium formats but like if you're talking about those guys finishing as the seventh highest scoring player and the tenth highest scoring player in ppr formats that shows that there's also a boost there because the tight end position can be quite volatile on a weekly basis and a lot of the time you're hoping that you can get a touchdown to get yourself into those double digit points where with a kelsey with a waller with a kittle the yards after the catch the touchdowns the uh, targets the receptions it gives them a really really uh, elevated floor and also a very very high ceiling as well so you're getting the safety at the position but you're also getting that monster upside where uh, a big big week a, a two touchdown 100 yard week from somebody like travis kelsey can can really uh, win you that week and then of course the season is just made up of weeks that you want to win so it's gonna it's gonna get you there in the end so um, that that would be where i would be looking at it um in terms of tight end premium formats and non-tight end premium formats i just wanted to make the, the differentiation between the two but still how valuable having that elite tight end can be yeah, no, absolutely. And you talked about, uh, real quick here, just Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller in particular were the two players who we had mentioned earlier. Uh, as players who had moved down a couple spots compare, when you compare their tight end premium scoring to their uh, just full PPR scoring, it is worth noting, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey dropped to the seventh highest scoring player in full PPR. Darren Waller dropped down to the 10th highest scoring in full PPR. If you consider where their ADPs are, um, maybe this year for Kelsey, it's a little bit different uh, just because he's, he's tending to go more in the middle of the first round. But if you look at him from last year, 
uh, he, that's an, still an obvious value. Travis Kelsey was not the seventh player coming off the board in 2020 drafts. Darren Waller was certainly not the 10th player coming off the board in drafts. So assuming that these players, even now, if they're finishing highly uh, in overall scoring, they're going to be values. Darren Waller in particular, I think, is the one who maybe stands out a bit more than Kelsey for this year just because Darren Waller, you're usually getting in the second round of a full PPR league. Um, but one thing that I wanted to touch on real quick, we've been we've been reverting back to the Roster Construction Explorer uh, for these last couple episodes now that we've introduced the tools to our listeners. Uh, we do see that if you draft your tight end in round one, which again is a filter that you can set, uh, that gives us a solid 12.6% win rate with 65.1% of these teams taking a tight end in round one, finishing in the top six. So if you're still considering Kittle to be an elite tight end, which I do, uh, then that means that you likely have a chance to draft one of Kelsey, George Kittle, or Darren Waller in the first round, uh, which could get you off to a good start if they perform as well as you would expect them to when you're drafting them this offseason. Uh, so it's just kind of a, a cheap way to boost your win rate a little bit, assuming that they stay healthy. And I think that you know starting tight end right out the gate uh, is is great for multiple reasons. Again, it gives you a chance to kind of maybe forget about the position for a little bit. And in addition to that, uh, it, it really gives you one of the elite guys at the top. And we left out Hall of Famer Kyle Pitts, but maybe he even becomes there as well. We, we, we don't know yet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you mentioned a moment ago, you know, it is a good idea to go uh, tight end out of the gate. So I guess we're, we we might be uh, spoiling this a little bit, but it's a slightly different question. Is it a good idea to double tap tight end out of the gate to get two off those tight ends and, and really supercharge that area of your squad? So going double tap tight end out the gate is probably one of my preferred strategies in FFPC drafts this offseason, mainly because we already go into it knowing that going one tight end uh, can boost your twelve point or boost your win rate to twelve point six percent in the first round. 
Um, so if we're getting the opportunity to perhaps take two of these elite tight ends early, uh, I would, I'm a big fan of the elite double tight end strategy. Uh, you do have to remember that for the context of the show, as we are, we're discussing FFPC drafts, which gives you one tight end spot, but two flex spots. So there are, you know, a number of ways that you can get both of these picks, uh, these first two tight ends into the, into your roster on a weekly basis. I think that if you're drafting two tight ends out the gate and a non FFPC league, it gets a little bit riskier because now you don't have that second flex spot to fall back on with high scoring. You're kind of banking on having um, a little bit more elite weeks out of your tight ends in one a one flex spot league. But I think the FFPC leagues offering two flex spots give you gives you a good chance to make uh, going uh, two tight ends out of the gate a very viable option. Uh, is that is that something you're looking to do ever when you're drafting, Colin? It would be something from time to time, depending specifically on what's available at that draft spot i haven't dipped into too much of this offseason um, obviously kelsey's going to go much earlier in the first round if you're at the back end of the first round you might get those two guys in there you might even try and get you know somebody you know like uh, a mark andrews who's tailed off or you mentioned hall of famer kyle pitts you might be able to get one of those guys in there but it is something that i've i've played with in different formats but i tend to stick more to the single elite version and you made a good point there and just differentiating again for the listeners if you're in a league it's so important to know those settings in terms of who starts whether that's season-long dynasty baseball whatever because there's no point in drafting two tight ends if you can only start one and if there's only one flex spot it makes it even harder to start two especially if you're starting off by getting those wide receivers on your roster um, you're usually going to start those wide receivers over the tight end unless it is tight end premium so just very important to, to go through all of those different areas but when you look at where most of the teams are going to end up being it's going to be the singularly tight end if i'm going that way and that's because it's hard to get a draft spot where you can pick up two of them quite easily uh, in that particular range um, it's a little bit more tricky to do this year with the guys going in into the earlier back end of the, the first round um, as maybe they haven't been in the last couple of years we've seen guys go you know first tight end go off the board maybe between six and nine and then the second guy in the second round third guy in the third round or back of the second round so this year it's a little bit uh, harder to do so far but it is a strategy that we can try and employ where possible and um, if we add it uh, to what we've already mentioned with the uh, ex- uh, roster construction explorer um, changing that tight end filter to round one and tight end two before round three uh, we still have a, a 10.1 percent win rate which is fine but the the top six win rate on that goes from 65.1 percent overall to 66.4 percent overall so for the listeners as well when you are playing in these best ball leagues there is some of the leagues you can go winner take all some of them you can go for top six as well to, to get you uh, kind of double your money and, and get back out there again so it does increase the win rate if you're taking two tight ends in those first three rounds as well from a top six perspective yeah it's a it's a strategy that like you said it's hard to sometimes employ um but when it, when you're looking at adps for this year uh you know Kittle and Waller are probably going to be you're going to be able to go tight end tight end right out the gate with I've been able to do it a couple times this year um just picking maybe at that 111 and 202 spot or the 112 and the 201 uh at times like that it is possible to do but but even if you're not able to do it 
if you even just decide to go with that first tight end in the first round, um, that that's still going to give you a very solid win rate to start off. And, and I think your team's going to be better for it in the long run, assuming, again, everyone stays healthy. But as far as going with the two tight ends goes, we do, again, we see that win rate drop a little bit with uh, back-to-back tight ends compared to just one tight end in the first round. It does fall, like you said. It, dro- it drops down from... 12.6% down to 10.1%. But even if the rates do drop off a little bit, starting your draft tight end tight end is a perfectly fine strategy, uh, especially when you play around with the roster construction sport a little bit more and you apply other optimal draft tactics that we've learned over here at Rotoviz, learn from the best ball workshop. You can see historical win rates jump to high ranges. Uh, bearing in mind that sometimes when you see a high win rate, it may be from a limited sample size, but that certainly doesn't mean that it's not a viable strategy or a way to go out and tackle your league. Yeah, no, definitely agree there. And really and truly, uh, elite tight end is something I think that's got a lot more popular in recent times. And I do think, like, I think Sean Siegel has been somebody who has brought that a little bit more to the the forefront. And of course, tight end premium leagues are becoming more popular. Um, so that there also leads to more information, more data. And of course, as we're using these tools in Rotoviz, that is what we're building it on is the information and the data. Um, so it's going to help you be able to, to make those decisions, make those informed decisions and, and see what works for you. And again, a lot of this is about being able to adapt to the league. That's why we're not just covering one strategy and saying this is the only way to win. It's about being in your league, what player drops to you, what players are available and then how you make those decisions and pivot off the information available at that exact point of your pick. So um, these hopefully are going to help you as we go through the series. As I mentioned previously, we'll be talking about uh, zero RB, which we've already done. We're going to talk modified zero RB, quarterback position, and lots, lots more as we get into the uh, intricacies of the strategy in best ball. And as always, I want to finish the show by letting you know as a, a Rotoviz listener, as a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% off a one-year Rotoviz subscription. All you have to do is add the discount code RVRADIO2021 at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for additional information. Of course, you can drop us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. We always appreciate those. So I want to thank my co-host here, Zach Kruger, who you can follow on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. Of course, my name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And until we're back with the next episode in the series, of course, have a good one. Mm-hmm.